1: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com
2: slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app.
0: Napa Know How
2: Wrestling Sheet Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com editor in chief Ryan Satin. Here with my co-host Jamie Ivey. How's hey, it going, Jamie? It's
1: going good. Wow, we're looking directly at each other. I know the it feels weird to do that. I,
2: I, I'm so used to doing the looking directly at each other thing while I'm doing the recaps with Broca. Uh but ja- Roca
1: rotated out.
2: <laughs> well, Eli actually rotated out this week. He was busy doing a bunch of work things, and he was like. Uh, do you mind if I don't do the show today? And I was like, yeah, dude, Jamie and I, we can handle it. We'll do the face-to-face thing. He just had to make money, I guess. <laughs> and and it's funny, too, because a lot of times, uh, for those of you who watch this on video, Jamie will be sitting in the seat that I'm sitting in right now, and he'll he'll talk to the camera, he'll look at the camera, but he's looking at the wrong camera. So, we're it's not hard, doing, man, no, because it is there's hard. a
1: picture of no, you. No,
2: like... trust me, I get it. It is hard to do that. No, I, I get it. Uh, but it's funny, because now, when you look at it, you will be able. You will be looking in the right area. You are doing. It correctly I'm actually this happy time. about it
1: because I actually love the format that you and Roka have, and I think it's a little weird when it's three of us. It looks like we're playing board games or something. <laughs> it really does. It looks like we're playing board games with microphones. And we've got
2: like the toys yeah. in between us, so it looks like it we're really just having a toy like, sesh going it on. It really here.
1: does, and so this is a. It's a little more. We could get down to brass tacks here, the nitty gritty, if you will.
2: Um, okay, well, uh, I think the biggest story of the week, in my opinion, was obviously everything that happened with uh, Liv Morgan and, and Brie Bella. Yeah, I think you know we wow. we talked about it a little bit uh, on the Raw recap. Uh, we did a YouTube video on it as well, so I hope you there's not too much overload here. Uh, but I kind of wanted to get James' opinions here because to me, not only you know is this live and breathing a big story, but uh, on top of that, with Evolution so close, you know, there's three big injuries that have happened. Very close to the pay per view, and now you know that's kind of putting some of the qu- matches in th- th- that were already it's putting planned the into event in question. question. It kind of is putting the event into question.
1: I mean, we already know that it's unfortunate, but the uh, from what I've understood from reports from either um, from various different websites, publications. Is that it's not selling as well as they would have expected it to or liked it to have I'm okay. not saying it's not selling, but it's not as- yeah I think I read something where it was like the the the, the, the very close
2: seats and the, and the and the cheap seats are kind of still available, and that, yes you know the, the middle sections formed out, which i I mean, but this has to hurt that even more I mean alexa bliss yeah, Sa- but Sasha I mean, just Banks a, qu- just a quick
1: just a quick point about evolution before we move on to the yeah. specific occurrence of what happened, I think that. Unless this was minutely in every detail booked to perfection, they weren't going to get a sellout because even though WWE is saying that they are doing this huge push for women's rights, it's the first one. And you need to knock it out of the park with the first one, especially if it's going to be all female because even though it is – the women's place on the card and on the show in general has come leaps and bounds, it's still a vast majority male audience and – I don't care how progressive an, a wrestling male fan says he is. You know, like, uh, AJ Styles versus Finn Balor, too, is a lot more appealing than Trish Stratus versus, um, uh, Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. It just is. And that's not because it's a, it's, and, and it's not a testament to uh, Trish or Alexa. It's just that particular booking isn't nowhere near as interesting. Two by themselves, amazing talents. I mean, Alexa Bliss very well could be the next Trish Stratus, but, they, it, You have to have the same amount of enthusiasm when you're booking that card as the rest of them. And it just doesn't seem like yeah, it was. Yeah,
2: I, I completely agree with you. I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, it, at least in the booking part right there, where you're talking about. Because I think the booking has felt a little lazy for Evolution so far. You know, the first match they announced, the Alexa Bliss versus Trish thing, uh, which is maybe not even happening now. I don't know how serious Alexa Bliss' injury is. But, you know, even how that got announced by, you know, I, I know that it was an accident on their part, but by somebody... Flashing it on the screen at a, at a pay per view yeah. as people were walking and people were like, "Oh, so this match is happening?" Okay, uh, and it forced WWE to have to announce it a little earlier than planned. But there was that one, and then even Mickey James versus Lita—they kind of just like announced it on the internet with zero fanfare. Um, they really haven't done a lot to get you excited. For There's Revolution no build
1: up yet. for any of these matches. The only—well, no, that's not true. There's um, I guess maybe. Um, they're well, planting they some seeds with Rhonda and Nikki, yeah, but and, not really. And they started with Alexa and Trish, like they had a few
2: segments, like yeah. they did start. And I think Alexa Bliss's injury has kind of a. Put a halt on
1: that, but you know it's it's there's a whole thing. I mean, like, and that's not to say if this one doesn't perform just as well as well as they would like it to. That I don't think that that necessarily means it's a dead brand. I think that uh, you know they'll figure out what works and what doesn't, and they'll try it again, maybe with a better card, maybe, and maybe this card is so in flux that it does end up being better at the end of the day. Very much like we had with Survivor Series last year, mm-hmm. and um, I just think that you know I, it. it it's what I said. In the, it's what I said earlier. If you're gonna have, if you're going, if it's what you get, you get what you put in, and you can't half-ass the booking with this and expect the same reactions that you would get any other event. Well,
2: and, yeah, no, I agree. They, they haven't. Re- I, I would like them to start actually building towards it because they
1: really haven't. No, not at all. I mean, we're getting a lot more bookings for matches and buildups for things that haven't even like have they? I mean, they. Like I haven't even seen any official crown jewel promo except for the one that you mentioned when it was saying, like, look how great Saudi Arabia is, you know, like no like build-ups for the actual well, matches. Yeah, or... no,
2: they they had the thing when Baron Corbin came out and he
1: talked about, you
2: know, how you know this is gonna happen. But then you, you know, you're right. Have they Brock. haven't they really haven't mentioned it a lot since. They you know they've talked about it a little bit with Brock and Roman or whatever, but yeah, you're right. You're right. They haven't really mentioned it a lot so yet.
1: So that being said, going back to what happened specifically with Liv Morgan and Brie Bella. Accident, obviously, totally. Um, I don't think anybody ever does it. I mean, especially nowadays. It, it did happen back then, but I don't think anybody really tries to stiff anybody on purpose nowadays. It's a very archaic practice that was used back in the territory days yeah. to kind of break people in or drive them away.
2: Maybe as a receipt for like a yes. hard punch or two, but I don't think – yeah. I don't think there's a actual uh, – people actually trying no to do people No intent to there. cripple yeah. unless
1: you want to believe the Iron Sheik Hulk Hogan story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But with this one, it's just it's, and I watched what you said with you with you what you and Roka talked about. So I'm going to try to keep it as different as I possibly can because I do have a different. It's not a different uh, take on it. It's it's more of a, it's more of a different viewpoint. It's more of a different viewpoint because I have an idea. I don't know for sure. Like I I can't say I can tell you what it was like because I'm not. A female wrestler, and I'm not part of the female wrestler ro- wrestling roster. <laughs> no, you are not never a female have, wrestler. Never will be. But uh, you could be a female wrestler if you wanted to be. Just from my time, just from my time being there, being with, uh, being even just close with a lot of the female talent that have been there or no longer there anymore. It's just. It's a ve- and it's not just with pre- it's not just in female wrestling but it's also in female entertainment at large. It's a very 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 competitive cutthroat backstabbing world. I mean, you could see it with Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. There is no reason those two have to argue, but they feel pressured by the outside world that they have to be at competition with each other. They even said in interviews that they don't know why that they're fighting each other. Like uh, Nicki started it just because she felt like she needed to because that's a threat to her. And the women's division is the same way. Oh yeah. A lot of these Women will act like they're friends on total divas and stuff like that. But as soon as one of them goes down, that's that's blood in the water, man. Yeah, it really is. And I was my time there. I was like, holy shit, these girls really like, like it's it's like, hey, if they see if they see that one fawn limping, you know, they're gonna that's it, <laughs> you know, they will. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, you're right. And that was when all that's before the whole implement of part time female performers started. That was when they were all the same. That's when they were all the same payroll, the same – maybe not the same payroll, but the same placement on the card, the same time allotted. So it really wasn't as the same environment. But now with the Trish Stratus, the Bellas, Lita, all getting called back and being – getting part-time deals now, much like a Brock Lesnar, Undertaker, Triple H, even though he's – obviously he's not a part-timer. He's, well, he's kind of a part-timer. He's an executive. Yeah, yeah, yeah but know. a part-timer when it comes to wrestling. Yes. But – um but women, the, in my opinion, what I've seen and what I've been hearing—again, this is all just speculation. Yeah. It seems that a lot of the resentment that a lot of the males felt towards a guy like Brock Lesnar, or Goldberg, and stuff like that, the women are starting to feel towards the Bellas, and you know, maybe Lita to an extent, because there that that animosity to me is already there, you know, before this whole incident happened. It's only exacerbating it when people like who are very vocal about their spots being taken like Sasha Banks or um, Ruby Riot. you know, like these are women who or even to an extent Becky Lynch, you know, who are saying like we are putting the grind in all the time. You know, it's our time. Like, let us do this. We're the women's revolution. Not them. They were divas, you know, like that only added to it. And. This whole thing of intentional, unintentional, whatever—it's only going to cause more of a rift in the locker room because it was two. It was it was a vet who, I'm sorry, like yes, it, yes, obviously it was an accident, but you know, one, all it takes is one person to get into the riot squad's ear and be like, you um, know, maybe it wasn't. You know, like, you know, this is this is this kind of business.
2: I don't think anyone
1: and, actually thinks that. Do you? I, I'm not saying they do. But this is a company that is notorious for kind of pushing the I mean, like kind of jabbing yeah. the bear. And but being, I don't like, think
2: there's anyone on the roster right now that actually thinks that. No,
1: no, but it is a very manipulative locker room. True. It is a very manipulative locker room. And if I think if it's going to cause a rift and try to leg up somebody else and in in like in the business, then I, I I don't think it could not happen. Think about it until you mentioned it right there. Are the Bell Twins one of the first like part-time female
2: athletes in WWE that,
1: that I can remember? Yeah, with, I mean, I like, want to count him. Stephanie who wrestled once every like five years. No,
2: but like someone who's not a McMahon or is she? Are they like, the first ones like that? They really, that were brought
1: back after being competitive? Actu- that are
2: kind of used.
1: Like, think Brock so. Lesnar and like a, every so. year,
2: once in a while brought in I think uh, on, so. on contract.
1: I just uh, my whole opinion on it is it was a horrible mistake, but the circumstances around it the environment that it happened in with the the tempers being what they are right now. I think it was really unfortunate timing. It wasn't intentional timing, but it's just what it is, what it is. That's what happened. And, um, at a time where it's still, it's a shame that, you know, in a time where a lot of, and this isn't just the WWE locker room. It's, it's, it's all, it's independent wrestling in general. It's also, like I said, it's entertainment in general. It's unfortunate that now, that women are also now that now the women are getting a lot more rights as they should you know getting a lot more placement on thing prominent placements on productions and movies and and different things that they would do it's that whole thing that was instilled by us by men that they need to compete with each other that there's only no, there's only one room at the top for one girl that that's still there yeah. unfortunately and i think it's still very prominent in the women's locker room at the WWE unfortunately I mean, again, this is just hearsay, but I think I, – <laughs> well, This is Jamie's personal opinions, obviously. This is mine. I'm
2: not trying to get no, like, hit
1: up by the entire women's roster. Well, we love each other. We're not like that. Well, <laughs> I, I,
2: you know, one of the people who commented was not a female locker room uh, member, but was someone who I think did share interesting insight into all this, and that was Corey Graves. Uh, he was tweeting a lot about all of this. Did you see his tweets by any chance?
1: Uh, yes, yeah, I saw his interactions with some fans and stuff, and you know they were they were um, they were on the money. You know, I mean it's unless you want to talk about him. Well, so basically what he said is,
2: uh, first he started off by saying, "Remember that time you had a bad day at work, and all the internet decided to tear you to shreds because they know better than you about your job." Asking for a friend. And then it said, listen to me. You're not going to win this argument with me. I literally had my in-ring career ended by an accident. I don't care how many websites you read or how many shows you watch. You will not win this one. And then he responded to someone else saying, I beg to differ. Because someone, all these, a lot of these tweets have been deleted. So only his stay, of course. People love doing that. Uh, but it said, I, he said to the person, said, I beg differ. He's talking about the people who injured him. And he said, one of the guys is top guy in WWE. Another is a current indie darling and close friend. One is no longer in the business. Care to keep teaching me about my life. And all these were interesting points, you know? I mean, I think that, you know... Because I saw a lot of this online, and this is not even about Brie Bell anymore, and Liv Morgan. Yeah, but and I saw you know, a lot like of this when,
1: online of people being like, and let me be clear when i let me be clear, but let me uh, my point on that whole thing, I don't think Brie Bella should have to pack it up and leave and go for go away and never come back. I don't think that at all. I am saying that it's unfortunate that it had to happen in this situation at this time of place, that's yeah. my own thing just that the, the totally. water was a horrible time to jump in. it really was
2: but what I was gonna say is that I think that you know what I felt. Got lost this week was almost like wrestling fans forgetting that
1: accidents happen.
2: Not only that, that wrestlers hurt each other all the time. Like that happens on a daily. Not concussions being kicked in the face on live TV. That doesn't happen all the time. But, Shit,
1: I, mean, Jack, but I mean, I mean, injuries
2: he... happen on a on a daily basis in wrestling. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, wrestlers are getting hurt all the time. Uh, they're like Corey Graves said, his career was ended by three friends of his. You know that he still. Looks at as friends and doesn't think that, like, oh, this person had a hidden agenda to take me out of the business. I mean, you just got to look
1: at the Internet's favorite person in the world right now, and that's Seth Rollins. In the span of a year, he took out two major players. In the span of a year. And nobody was calling for his. That's not true. That's not true. People were calling for his head.
2: Well, I think people were calling for his head. I I don't think I saw a lot of people besides Bret Hart who were saying that he should retire. That, yes. that that was I think to me that was what bothered me the most of, of you know because we see so many botches in wrestling all the time. There's Botchamania edition number like eight million that has come out because botching is a thing that happens in wrestling. Uh, you know, and and so I just. Botches and and injuries, those things happen,
1: you know. like Yeah, and it's it's the um, it's
2: unfortunate that happened in such a close proximity. That they they happened a couple times. It was a, a
1: perfect it, yes, and the perfect storm of the women's evolution pay per view being in flux right now. The the rumored dissension in the locker room between the the current roster and the older people, because I'm not making that up. I'm re- I've been reading that.
2: Yeah, but all the, the, the most of the locker room is like when that article came out over the weekend from that NoDQ.com where it was like the Bell Twins. Show Shouldn't be part of the evolution. Shouldn't be part of evolution. They're part of an old uh, era. A lot of women from the actual current roster tweeted in support of Bell Twins, saying like, "You guys are one hundred percent wrong. The Bell Twins helped us get here. The Bell Twins uh, one million percent well, then deserve then I'm to, I'm to not- be on Evolution." Well,
1: well, here's my thing.
2: I don't. But uh, I'm uh, sure there are a couple that that don't feel that way that didn't tweet about it.
1: Yeah, and um, I and I'm really trying to emphasize here that I'm not saying that all the women in the WWE locker room are stabbing each other in the back. That's how it may have sounded, but that's not what I'm yeah. trying to say. I am trying to say that there is some feeling. There pro- there may very well be some feelings of dissension between you know some of the people who are featured prominently on Total Divas and some who have. Art.
2: Well, I mean that happens in every industry, of, of course. course. I mean, anyone that's ahead of you, there's people that are going to be jealous of it. Of course, I mean, of course, of
0: course. Um, but-
1: what were you saying? No, it's – it's um, that was my whole take on it. It's just a really unfortunate accident that's only going to be exacerbated by the situation and time and place. It really is. What
2: what I was moving towards though is more of just the general conversation of it all. You know, of – Oh, yeah. That's right. There's this whole thing that – you know, and that's the thing that I struggle with. I've talked about it with you in the mm-hmm. past. I've even talked about it on Twitter. I've gotten tons of shit on Twitter for saying this once in the past. But, you know, I struggle – and I've gotten better at it with doing these recaps the past couple of weeks, you know, now that I've been here, past two months now, now that I've been here at Collider, we've been doing recap shows, but, you know, I struggle with critiquing someone's wrestling, because i I, yes. I never done it, can't do it, I don't feel like I have the, uh, I don't feel like I'm someone who should be doing that, you know, that that's me, that's how I personal feel. However, I did produce television for a long time, I grew up, in, you know, producing television writing stories. So I do feel like I can talk about the overall creation, you know, the television show as a whole, yeah. you know, not necessarily the wrestling but the, but the but the the storytelling and the putting together of a television show. Uh, so I do get, I do struggle with you know the notion of like well, fans have every right to tell wrestlers that they suck in the ring or something like that,
1: and, and I, I struggle it's, with it. It's it's interesting because it's a good and the bad. It's it's the uh, it's the it's the it's the good and bad of wrestling being so accessible now, because now that the internet's around and now that we're getting a lot more fans are getting a lot more in the know now. You know what I'm saying? Fans are a lot more knowledgeable of the terminology, how matches work, how careers work, how the business works. And so through that, because they know that a fan is called a mark and that a tr- that a change in direction in a storyline is called a swerve that because they're saying that then they feel not maybe intentionally but psychologically they feel on par with at least one indie guy because yeah they're not in the WWE so that means that I'm a lot more you're on my level you know you're one of my you're, I'm a, I'm one of your contemporaries mm-hmm. and I think that's part of. I mean, like we've been given such unprecedented access. Where if you told somebody how much access people had to the business back in the '80s, they would have fucking had a heart attack. They would have left the business. They would have been. Like, I, mean, I don't what? want. To, I
2: don't want that. No, I don't want
1: that. That would. It's insane. It's an insane level of access we have. Whereas even on the WWE network, there's no. There's no wall anymore. Like when 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 CM Punk says I'm breaking the fifth wall, I don't know what he's talking about. There's no fifth wall anymore. There hasn't yet. been there for a while, yeah. and and uh, or fourth, fourth wall. wall. Fourth yeah, wall, yeah I was going to say there's not. I'm thinking that there's wall. there's fourth walls in a square. Yeah. I didn't want to be a dick, but I was definitely thinking yeah. that in my head. Um, I don't even remember how I said it. but no, uh, but, but, it, but it's true that like it that. But that, and I think that's why a lot of these guys become armchair quarterbacks because in football, there's just as much of an access to the players, to their training, to their stats, to the, all the like all their different numbers and shit that they have. So people become armchair quarterbacks just as much as football.
2: But see, you know, the thing is, is like, and and it does happen in sports too. I know it does. You know, but it's like when the when the person watching thinks they know more than the people doing it, and then they start to like be angry at the people doing it because they're not doing it the way that this fan thinks it should be done and that's something. it's it's this weird line for me you know when when they're they're angry about it you know and i and i tweeted to shane helms because he was tweeting about it and i said something along the lines of i couldn't imagine you know someone saying like steven spielberg god he's such an asshole for thinking that he knows more than the fans about how to make movies and you're like well you'd be like well duh of fucking course he does like it's steven spielberg of course he does more about movie making than random guy who watches movies every day you know like he's been there he's been a part of it he's part of cinema like someone telling your dad how to produce a record you know like you'd be like the same thing and so like i i feel like some people on on social media i feel like (laughs) social media started to go too far like the, the respect the the like the respect factor of like what you wouldn't say to someone in person it ha- ha- is, but you understand gone there. you
1: understand what I'm saying though that like the the level of involvement and level of inner and in, like the level of um, like immerse- immersion, or if that's a word. It's a word. And I know. I know immersive a is a word. No I immersion's know, immer- a word. <laughs> um, I the, that <laughs> level of just every iota of the wrestling business being out in the open and that anybody can learn it now that people take in so much energy and time and investment into it that they do some people i'm not saying uh, justifyingly do consider themselves as- experts on the situation wait i'm looking up <laughs> it's not a word is it well okay so <laughs> it's, it's, well, like, it's about it's water it's though. like the simpsons <laughs> avoidion
2: <laughs> well it says Immersion is the act of immersing someone or something in a liquid. I-M-M-E-R. Or is it I? Oh, no. Deep mental involvement. Immersion. Yeah. Oh, no. All right. Immersion's a word. You did. We're good. Is,
1: man. We're
2: good. Um, all right. Let's move topics here a little
1: bit. Remember uh, when Fred Durst said agreeance?
2: <laughs> Remember when Fred Durst was on our show? Yeah.
1: He's God, the that was cool. He's, he is the coolest. Yeah. That guy's the best.
2: I used to take you to school. That happened twice. It's that's not like on a daily <laughs> say, basis. I like that you say like, oh, it was Fred Durst in his red hat took me to school twice. Like that like...
1: Beamer then too. It was sick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, movie topics here, and that is something I was honestly very bummed about this week, and that is Joey Janela
1: suffering, suffering an injury. Quite an injury, man. It looked like his leg went upside down when he Dude, hit that mat, When that, he hit that, that that's, video is brutal. And you know what, I. I and um, I actually talked to Joey on text um, two hours before the show. Tonight, At, you mean? It, no, before oh, that show. Before that show, the psych- where he was it was because I had just watched Lost in New York for the first time, and I was so impressed by it. I was like, it, I was like, it's so different. It's so unlike any other wrestling show because you know, like, I don't think any other promotion would have found a Marco or you know, I don't like that PCO thing where Destro comes out when he had to be revived, jump back in. You know, like Joey. I mean, that that whole Joey Janela GCW series is a great idea. And then I, so I texted him about. It. I was like, dude, I loved the Lost in New York. I'm sti- I'm I'm hyped for the show tonight. Uh, was it Lost in New York, the one that he um, where he, he faced uh, Hakushi? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. And then, um, and then I was looking forward to it because Did I just watched this one live. I, uh, Were no, you watching I it? Happened? No, no okay. I watched it because I was at I forget I was I was at some event. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what I was. Oh, it was, I think I was at um, my my dad's party. I think oh, okay. It was that okay. Night, yeah. 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 And um, and I literally like two hours before I said like, dude. I'm th- like Lost in New York was dope. Like uh, your shows are dope. He's like, well, technically they're not my shows. They're just putting my like uh, my names on them. Like, but I. But they
2: seem like they seem like his, they like his I know. productions. <laughs> I know. That's
1: why I texted him. I was like, dude, it seems like you're like your mini version of All In. Like you're booking this shit. Yeah. And I was like, keep continue. let let people think that shit first off. Cause that's what I would do. <laughs> but. um, I feel like no, but he's
2: been part. I feel like he's been a little humble there because he has been part of all of it. I I mean, from what
1: I've seen, they are
2: obviously GCW shows, but he is a big part of it,
1: and he is a very uh, and he's a very big figure point of GCW, obviously. And I feel I I was like, damn, I hope I didn't jinx him.
2: I'm actually (laughs) wondering, you know, if because I do think a lot of people. you know, associate him with GCW at this point yeah. and his various events. Like he's going to be like a in traveling my opinion, Spring
1: Break. In my dude, I might. He, to me, he's the face of of GCW. Absolutely, in my opinion. And so I do wonder,
2: you know, how GCW is going to react to all this because you know they've got that LA show coming up, and I'm like, man, dude, yeah. Joey Janela not being a part of it, it seems weird because it's like he's it, part of like the whole allure of yeah, like their GCW. It's and and,
1: and this too, and if you want to talk about a stellar 2018. Joey Janela had a phenomenal 2018. You cannot ar- – there's no one that can argue that,
2: man. Like, I don't care what sh- shape you might think he's in or what you might think of the guy personally. That guy had a killer year, man. Like, that guy honestly became one of the top guys on the indies out of nowhere in the weirdest of ways, man. Like, you wouldn't have thought these weird spring break shows and these G things – where he's bringing back old wrestlers like PCO and Akushi, and he's doing psychosis. some psychosis and you know all this stuff where you know he's
1: bringing he, Zeus back,
2: <laughs> all these things like that. Where where you know and obviously like like he said um, GCW is involved too. You know there there are people behind the scenes as well that were very involved in making that happen too. But I'm sure that he is a huge part of yeah. being the face of it. And I do I I completely agree with you. I mean I wasn't even. I didn't really like the guy, you know. A couple of years ago, we had a, we had a thing where we were we had a dislike for each other, and you know, he's you know, since we've obviously made cool and like, man, I, I'm such a big fan of his now that this like legitimately bummed me out because he has been a shining light on the independent scene. I mean, at Bola, I would argue that he had one of the ma- maybe had the ma- singles match of the weekend between him and Bandito. I mean, they. Tore the house I down. I mean, the dude. first
1: time I ever saw Joey live was at Bar Wrestling last October. Uh, no, not last October. I'm sorry. Last it was after I got back from. So it was last January. Okay. It was so that was the beginning of 2018 for him, and that was like the bar when when we both went and Greg McCar- uh, Matt it, McCarthy, when, was Matt McCarthy was there. I said Greg McCarthy. Matt McCarthy was there. Yes, and um, that was the first time I ever saw him. I heard of him. Remember how packed that show was? Yeah, dude. Oh. And that's like I want That wasn't even the worst of it. No, that was. But it was packed. Yes and you were like I, sardines I, in there <laughs> and i saw him like you know i i and just like maybe a few people i kind of didn't take too much account into him because you know he had the uh the driver jacket with the scorpion and i was like oh my god you know how many of my friends in college were that for halloween you know <laughs> like and he's coming out to like Kavinsky. it's like it's like what all like my friends in college were if they wanted to be a wrestler like of course they would come out to like oh we can't come out to night call cuz it's in driver so we have to come out to another <laughs> Kavinsky song <laughs> so um and I just and of course it's unfortunate that you should you should never in the especially in the world of professional wrestling write off a wrestler just on based off a first look. Yep, you should never because nope. it's time and time again has showed you that is the wrong way to think about it. And I was proven extremely wrong with Joey Janela, and it wasn't same so much, for me, exact was, same way for me. And I, it really, I really started to get a better idea was when I was with MLW and I had a segment with him, and it was the first time we had met, and. It was so funny because he, the first time we had met, he had a really bad flu. Like the first time he was supposed to be in this segment, and he just we had to ride him out because he was too sick. Like he will, he could barely stand. And this spot called for him to blow cigarette smoke in my face. Oh, I remember you telling me this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was, I was like, and they read me the script, and they're like, okay, then he does this, and I looked at I looked at Court in the face, and I was like. Dude, you see him and you want him to blow in my face? Like, this guy is... like coughing up like all sorts of colors and shit and you want to blow in my face and i was like joey no no this is the first time we met and this guy seemed feel, probably feels like oh, he doesn't want to work with me and i was like no i'm just like don't take it that way like i just don't you're sick you're very sick you shouldn't even be here right now and i don't want this guy to have you blow, tell you to blow in my face anyway it didn't happen they sent him home and then fast forward a month later when we went back, we did we? I was like, maybe they're like, you know, we want you to blow. He's, we still want that spot. I was like, all right, fine. I guess we're gonna do this. <laughs> and then he, fucking gentleman, he really was like, he felt so bad. He was like, dude, if you want, like, I'll kind of like, like, not do it around. I was like, dude, just let me have it. I'll, if anything, it'll make the reaction better. And he even apologized afterwards. Really not – That's what. That's that's what really kind of. And did you get sick? I didn't get sick because okay. it was afterwards. Okay. it was a month after he had. You I never mean, know, you know. Yes, you never know, but <laughs> especially with the bad boy. No, yeah, exactly. um, but uh, jokes aside, um, I really got because he was cutting a promo on me in that segment, and I really got a good taste of what kind of worker Joey is. And it's not so much that he's. a because Joey isn't a crazy worker in terms of his moves. Mm, he's pr- well, not in terms of
2: his moves, but he's a pretty crazy worker. No, I'm
1: saying his moves in terms of like flippy-flips. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, acrobatic no. shit. Just uh, jumping to the outside. Yeah, a lot of that. And, but like, he's chairs, not – On like, the
2: chairs and shit like that. You know, his
1: flying cross bodies aren't the cleanest looking things no. in the world. But and that's, that's where not, he got injured. Yes, and that's not what he's known for. But that's why – Well,
2: that chair thing that he does, though, is pretty fucking nuts. Which
1: one are you referring where, to? Where
2: like when he's like – He'll do, like, the thing where he's, like, sitting in the chair and then, like, or he'll land in the chair. He has, like a lot of upright chair things that he does. Like, even at PWG, the chair was in the ring, right? Uh, upright. And you know that move that Bandito was doing, yeah. that, that German suplex thing? Uh, he had the chair open, and then and then Joey was, so the chair was, like, for those of you watching the video, the chair was here. Joey was standing here holding onto the ropes, and then Bandito, like. Did the flipping German suplex through the chair? So when he
1: did a German suplex oh, yeah, through yeah, a chair, it was that, yeah. whew, brutal. Of that, very but, brutal. Uh, I don't know if I explained that well, but it was but very he's, brutal. He's got a great mind. Yes, he does. He's I got agree with you. An incredibly creative mind.
2: I agree with you in that sense, hundred percent. Like I, I, I mentioned it uh, on one of the recap shows this week. I like think you it was know like what, really what did one? So on the SmackDown recap, I talked about it this week where I said like. I, I NJF came up because I was talking about how another
1: incredible mind
2: where I was talking about how you know there are certain people where there's not really like a gray area like their character is very defined like you understand their character uh, and right now a lot of the indies are are doing that better than the main roster right now in terms of the defined characters but, I mean there's a
1: lot of popular no, there guys are. right now there I mean, are. included <laughs> you know like there haven't really been defined as heels or, or faces No, well there mostly faces. The Young Bucks are faces. I remember when I first got into the Bucks, man, and you were trying to tell me, like, oh, they're heels. Like, back in, like, 2016 or something Well, they I were back like, then. They're they acting were, the same. But they were also super-kicking Candice in the face with cleats, so I, they were heels. That I suppose. But it's still, it's <laughs> it's harder to, it's not it's not a fault of their own. It's just harder to establish yourself as a heel when there's so many different places that you're going doing different things.
2: Well, I also think that, you know, not having to be micromanaged and getting to create your own character, when someone who has a good mind like mm-hmm. that, has that opportunity, and they figure that out and the switch turns on for them, uh, it helps a lot. And I was saying MJF is one of those people where he's so dedicated to his character that I think it's why he has uh, risen so quickly on in the independency. And in same for Joey Janela, like, his character became very defined. You understood that he's a bad boy. He's a dick. He smokes cigarettes. He's out of shape, kind of. But, and, like, I mean, he's crazy, like Mick Foley, you know, and, like, that. I think that's why... So many people have gotten behind it, you know. I and mean, so people bu- really, people really going.
1: roll their ri- people roll their eyes a lot of the time when a guy wants to involve his wife or his girlfriend, you know. I mean, Sabu, um, <laughs> but um, Penelope really helped because she got in there, man. Oh yeah, she got in there. I
2: hope that she's able to work in the meantime, and I honestly would like if he becomes her manager while she does. Why not? That, I mean, it, it makes sense. That you way know? you
1: still get back Joey Janella. Yeah. He could still do the entrance. She's
2: entertaining enough yeah. to where he could still be there in a cast to make some money. so
1: creative that they could figure out something. I'm I think sure. so,
2: too. Uh, now, I didn't give the full rundown, but Joey basically put out uh, a video this week as an update on his injury, said that... He could be out anywhere from like up to 10 months. He said like six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 months. So he was very vague about how many months. But well, it they probably like up won't to know 10. until
1: after the surgery Correct. Is done.
2: So he said like you know 10 seemed like the max though of how long he could be out. Uh, he shared a list of the injuries and there was a lot of them. Uh, it said it was a complete or near complete PCL tear, complete tear of the MCL, impaction fracture of the medial femoral condyle. Uh, mild he was having to- trouble with these I, too. Some of these are tough. Uh, Mild bone contusion of his uh, lateral tibial plateau, sprain of a ligament, partial tear of a ligament, ACL sprain, and a small knee effusion. So lots and lots of stuff there. Uh, I really hope that he can... Get back as quickly as possible, though, because he is he really has become a shining light. On the and He's
1: just the momentum he had was incredible, man. I mean, like everything he'd been doing every match that was like a quote unquote, like indie pay-per-view, whatever you would call that. It's still a pay-per-view, I yeah. guess. But all of those, even though if he wasn't the main event, he was the focus of the of the card. Mm-hmm. And that is just testament. You know, it really is. When like one of the most talked about things at WrestleMania weekend was Joey Janela. Yeah. You know, well, the
2: PCO thing, you know, I mean, uh, I was listening to PCO on Steve Austin's mm-hmm. podcast. I don't know if you listened to it yet, but
1: yeah, he, uh, not not the second part, the first part.
2: Uh, I listened to the first part. I've listened to the second part yet either. But in the first, then you heard this. Then In the first part where he was saying basically that like he was on a show with Joey, and Joey saw him and was like, "You need to be at my spring break." Yep. I feel like that right there is like. Case in point, that was, nobody was paying attention to anything PCO was doing no. until he was, was on a cool in the record. spring. He was a cool, no one cared. No one paid attention to it. No, and now he's like one. Of the, now he's on Stone Cold. He's on Stone Cold. Saying he's that Austin he's podcast. made more
1: money now than he's ever had in his entire career. How crazy is that? If true, do you don't believe him? I don't know, man. He also said Destro <laughs> has eight thousand calories in the morning. I don't know how that's physically possible.
2: <laughs> well, I, I I know that uh, someone follows me. I forget. I think it was Rover who tweeted it, but he quote tweeted me when I I put that on Twitter. And I guess that would mean that he made at least six figures this year because the contract that he had in WCW's public record now or something Mm -hmm. like that from lawsuits and stuff – um, and he made, I think it was like a little over in WCW for a What was he in WCW? He was in WWE, and then he was in WCW off and on what for various years. What was his character years. in WCW? I think he was just... Uh,
1: Another my, French-Canadian?
2: What was his name when he was in WCW? I'll pull it up right now. Uh, I'm pulling it up. WCW. He was in 1996. Ouellette reunited with Jacques Rougeau and moved to WCW, where the Maybe duo we're was the known Rigeaus. as the Amazing French Canadians. Um, oh, wait, I went away. I've heard of them. Um, Amazing French Canadians were managed by Colonel Robert Parker. They feuded with Harlem Heat. Colonel Parker
1: managed everybody in WCW. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: Uh, Ouellette won a patch match against the Giant and was fired shortly after. Then he went back to WWF. Um, but he wasn't. That's when he was in Brawl for All. wasn't there for very long. He was there ninety ninety eight two thousand gone. Uh, then he went back to WCW in two thousand and was in Team Canada with Hacksaw. Ooh, that was with Lance Storm. And remember when
1: Hacksaw Jim Duggan showed up with a shaved face?
2: <laughs> yeah, I. It's funny. I saw Lance Storm post a picture, quote tweeted someone who posted a picture of that the other day, and he said that when. Hacksaw came in like that with the shaved face and the short hair that nobody knew who it was. How could you not? So they were sitting in catering I mean, how could you? They were sitting in catering next to him and then he finally like like after like thirty minutes like said something to them and they were like, Jim, <laughs> why, you why t- wouldn't you have said something to hey, us? Why aren't you talking to me, tough guy? <laughs> and it was like what, holy <laughs> shit, like how what? What the hell? You know yeah. No, I hated when Hacksaw did that. Hated, hated, hated when Hacksaw did that. Do you like when Hacksaw did that? Um, He's just so America, man. Like it was just like at that it point it was so late in his career. It, it wasn't going to be like a Hogan-esque
1: turn. It, and also, like if you're going to pick like something that's not America to be like a threatening superpower, Canada is not the one. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just not. You know, they're like oh, so you don't like Team Canada at all. I like Major Guns. Was she Team Canada? For, wasn't she? I think maybe for a hot minute. I remember those Maple Leaves. <laughs> Wait, I remember that, that very well. Team Canada,
2: WCW, because I'm trying to remember who was in it now. I know Lance Storm, obviously. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right, because right when I pulled it up, she was one of the ones that popped up. Mike Awesome, Jim Duggan, Major Guns, Lance Storm, Elix Skipper, Jacques Rougeau, Carl Ouellette,
1: Bret Hart. Wow. Bret Hart? Bret Hart? Wow. What What a faction. I do not remember Bret Hart being in that. What a faction. was <sighs> he must I must have been like a manager his career was over by then you want to know one of my secret con- wrestling confessions mm. i didn't dislike
2: Misfits in action you mean the uh that was
1: where it was not she, no li- not the no limit soldiers no no
2: no 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 this was uh with when it was a uh, Booker T, G.I. Um, Bro, yeah, G. exactly, G.I. Bro. I remember seeing General then. Hugh G. Ration. That was,
1: that was right when I turned out of WCW. I was, I was out, I was out the door then. Like, how do you not like that Chavo Guerrero's name was Lieutenant Loco? I don't know, like Corporal Cajun last through, and I'm in the vast, vast minority. Like three count didn't do nothing for me, you know, like the. Like like you said, they misfits in action, you know. You didn't like three count. The de- that's what I on the same time. The demon popped up. You Wait, know, like you were not a fan of three count. And didn't I mean? I mean, obviously now I appreciate it a lot more. But I was like,
2: <laughs> I like how you are acting Like three count was a fine wine that gets better with you, age.
1: It is when you realize what they were trying to do and the amount of talent <laughs> that was part of that team. You do appreciate it more. But back when you're a kid, you don't know shit about the business. You're like, there's a bunch of boy bands. Fair
2: enough. Fair.
1: <laughs> You'd be like, nope, that three-count needs to go back in the cellar
2: for a few more years, and then we could bust it out and watch we'll that. We'll revisit it. <laughs> then we could watch that Young Dragons match, and we'll decide if it's better now. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. I always liked the Misfits in action.
1: I always liked three-count. Um, G.I. I, bro.
2: I, I love. Located- then
1: there was a G.I. Bro comic. This is wild. <laughs> Much later, I feel like
2: people are gonna. Man, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have told people my confession about Misfits in Action. I feel like people are gonna give me shit for that one. Now, right? Probably. You me like mis- about else. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving topics here, and that uh, I want to talk about a little bit about Fighting Spirit Unleashed, which is this weekend. Um, I feel like out of all the specials they've had out here, this is the least hyped one.
1: I've heard very little chatter about this one. Right very little. I
2: think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they just announced the card. This a lot week. of
1: it's all in fatigue as well.
2: I think that is I was going to say that to too. I think that they the the traveling crowd is burnt out from all in uh from things that have gone on already. It's not
1: even burnt out. They probably spent what they are going to spend this year on going to a wrestling show. tapped out. I guess yeah. is a better
2: I guess is a better way of putting it. Um
1: but I also, you know, there are going to be cool matches on, on the card. Yeah, the card is actually very interesting. I mean it's – it's uh, the card isn't like, whoa. I am looking forward to Cody and, uh, Juice, and Robinson. Juice Robinson. I am looking forward to that. Um, I am looking forward to seeing um, – because, you know, ever since the debut – not so much the debut but the reemergence of Switchblade as Jay White as the Switchblade. Great idea on paper but it's kind of been – like I'm not really sure what this guy is, you know. Even when they gave him the Intercontinental title, like it was, or was it the U.S. title? I think it was when the he US. beat Kenny. No, it was, the US, was the U.S. title. title. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And even when they gave him that, nobody really cared. No, it didn't really make a difference. Yeah, and it's a shame because I really think Jay White has a lot of potential. I really still do to this day. It's just um, well, did you watch the turn or the, the, what happened though
2: recently? God, that's why I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm interested okay, okay. to
1: see what he's going to do with Gato, and it's. Um, and i mean first off, that in itself, Gato turning on Okada after how many years you know that's a huge deal you know that's as big as when Paul Barrett turned on taker very different relationship, but you know it's that's you don't see them with a part well, very know? Seth
2: turned on the shield too very like, much very much but like much that.
1: more history much totally. more rooted in in the new japan history, yeah but with um but i'm looking like I said I'm looking forward to the Jay white one um it's just like I said. I really think that they just haven't figured out what they like. What what is the best way to feature him yet? I
2: felt I I've, I've been on that wavelength with you uh, when it comes to Jay White. I've almost felt like he still has felt like a like a like a lesser Kenny Omega. Like bro,
1: after the year Kenny Omega had of 2017, and you're telling me you beat him, and nobody says a, a word.
2: Yeah, it was it, it was weird. It was definitely weird. And I do think though that that. Gato turn really did help in terms of kind of character development, carving out something for Jay White that'll make him feel a little more special. And I agree, I'm I'm very much looking forward to that to see if kind of like he can elevate himself this time because he has had trouble the past you know the past couple ones. Yeah,
1: it's just like they give him something that on paper, like again on paper, they give him the gimm- the gimmick. It's this guy who who plays with knives and he's like he carves shit up. Like in theory. Sounds dope, but then when he comes out, he looks like the cleaner, you know. So it's like, oh, it's a greasy guy in a leather jacket. How many of those have we seen, in, especially in New Japan for some reason? They love wet leather jackets in New Japan, everybody wears those, yeah, they are. And um, and so then they give him that on paper, great gimmick, doesn't really deliver. Beating Kenny Omega after the year he had. Going up against Okada and Ishii, and you know, putting on five star matches, and you beat him. Not only beat him, but you beat him for the new belt that W that New Japan is putting a lot of emphasis behind. Again, no- nothing really, you know, noticed, but nobody cared, you know. So they need they've been giving him things. It's just it's been missed. It's been not a huge miss, but it's missed. Man, I just gotta say, for those of you who have been listening to Wrestling
2: Sheet Radio since. Jamie first started on the show. It is insane to me how much wrestling he's added to his plate. Like it's such I, a short period of time. I am so <laughs> freaking impressed. You guys have no idea. Like, I'm sitting here right now being like, man, Jamie's over here talking about like the history of New Japan and Gato and turns <laughs> and how what's more meaningful for New Japan. I'm like, Jamie didn't even know what, like, that was just not on Jamie's radar no, like a, two years ago or whatever and To it was be honest, now. I
1: still don't know how I do it. You know, it's a lot of stuff. The fact that you do it is insane. But, uh,
2: well, no, and, and not only that, but he, I just want to give props to Jamie. He was not only mentioning those things, but he was also watching, uh, the Joey Janela thing, the, 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 di- the New York thing. That's, a, that's, I gotta say, for someone who was,
1: <laughs> oh, I appreciate His that, whole right. life
2: Thank pretty you. much a WWE loyalist, pretty much. Yeah. I, it's damn impressive to have seen that just in two years he's – just just from doing this pretty much yeah. has really led to all that. That's well, it's freaking cool.
1: You have helped me out a lot with it's that, a-
2: Honestly, so. the, doing the website has introduced me to way more things when it comes to wrestling yeah. too. Like I – you know, I, I loved wrestling, but I was kind of like you and I still am. You know, obviously everyone knows WWE is the, the, the bulk of what I cover, yeah. but I'm the same way. Like, man, like this has opened my – this website has opened my world to all new things, which is why I get so mad when I get shit for, like, a Puma King thing. Or whatever, because I'm like, man, this website helped me discover all these kinds of things. That's why yeah. I like... Doing this every day, I get to enjoy yeah, and learning it's, it's new funny, people all you know, the
1: This is the you know only the professional wrestling community where you would get mad for discovering something. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, this is neat. You didn't know about that. It's like, it's like you it's uh, it's like a movie that you never heard of before. <laughs> it's like ah, fuck you. We never watched uh, um, Seven. Or like, oh sure, man. I haven't seen
2: Seven. <laughs> I, you want, I, that Seven is. I've I think meant, that's why I brought it up. Okay, because yeah. I, I think the I remember DVD. you said that you haven't seen the it. one DVD. It's just like sitting there, and I haven't watched it for some reason. It's I great, do
1: it. man. It's, it's really special. What's movie. in the box? I want to know what's in the box. The DVD's in that box, <laughs> and you haven't opened it yet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so I'm also looking forward, uh, obviously, to Golden Lovers versus Okada and Ichi. Yes. Um, I also. Pumped, young bucks versus gorillas of destiny. Yeah, that that's one's gonna, be, gonna be a barn burner. I feel like Tama Tonga is on another level right now. Where he's just he's just such a good heel right now. Like we yes. were talking about defined characters, and he's just like living up his heel persona right now. He's just living up uh, his character right now. I love it. I'm a huge Tama Tonga fan. Uh, I'm pumped for that one. Uh, also, Will Spray, Will Spray, Will Osprey versus Marty Skrull. Uh, Will, like, like, I love Marty Scurll. Marty Scurll a great wrestler, but man, Will Ospreay, I, When you watch his matches lately, he's just like working on another level. Like he's just like, I, I don't, I don't know if it's like a. A uh, compliment to say this, but it is when I say it. So I don't want it to sound like it isn't. But it's like watching a video game. Like it's just so effortless. It's like flying around. Things are happening, and you're like, "How is that guy not so burnt out from what's, just running around? Like so tired."
1: What's so special Blown about up. a guy like Will Ospreay or like even a Ricochet, or guys who are able who who just have crazy cardio? Yeah, I Seth mean, Rollins. They, yeah, I mean these guys. These kind of guys, like these kind of. I mean. They do operate on a whole other level that we really can't really grasp. And what's so special about them is not so much their wind. For me, what I admire so much is not so much the wind but how well they know every inch of the ropes, the corner, the mat everything like they have you have to because yep. a lot of the shit they do it's a lot of leaps like okay back of my head i know that post is there so i better just not even like you know looking back to maybe like see where it is you know it's that just knowing where every single screw hook everything is and that's and to me that's the most oppressive part
2: yeah it's like when you watch a movie and they have like a it's like how uh, like like um Iron Man, how like the suit knows where everything is. Yeah, and it's just, or like, like It's when just, you like a autopilot flying over
1: things. When you come when you come home late from work and, and Erica is sleeping, you you don't need to turn the lights on. You kind of yeah. have a general idea of where everything is. And it's the same thing with him. He like he, Erica does need the lights. She bumps into shit all the time. I believe it.
2: <laughs> um, okay, so also on the card is a Killer Elite Squad and Zack Saber Jr. versus uh, L. I. J. which is Gonna be rad! I'm stoked for that one. Um, very excited for uh, best friends in GoTo
1: versus Jeff Cobb, Chris
2: Saban, and Flip
1: Gordon. I'm really happy that they're giving a lot of love to the New Japan has been giving a lot of love to Jeff Cobb lately. Yeah, a lot, and it's dope.
2: Yeah, I I, I could see him being someone that they were really like out there, like on a more permanent basis for sure. Like he he has such potential, and right now he's on a hot streak after winning Bola. Yeah, um, I could see him being someone that they. They maybe want to invest in. I, I don't know why they wouldn't,
1: to be honest with you. He, like, fits their style perfectly. Yeah, and he, they could put him with anybody. You know, like, imagine Jeff Cobb and Ishii. Yeah. Oh, I want to see it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 the, the, uh, the battle of no necks. Just uh, Throwing got... Otis for, of heavy machinery in there. Just...
2: Did you watch that match this week? Yeah, dude. He I crushed it. I haven't seen it, it Was it he good? He crushed it. Okay, he, did all right. he did
1: great. He did great. Oh, great. yeah. I heard he like.
2: I I haven't watched it yet. I, I'm actually a few weeks behind on NXT. I was catching up as I was waiting for you to get here, um. So I'm a few weeks behind. I'm still on. Uh, what did I just watch? This where I'm at. Johnny Gargano versus Velveteen Dream. I think is where I'm at. So I'm a few. I'm a few
1: weeks behind. But uh, by I, the way, this is just a thought that pop, that popped in my head before the show. Velveteen Dream gets his own talk show when he goes to the main roster. Without question. Right? Ca- he
2: has to. Yeah, yeah the experience. The, yeah, the, the Velveteen Dream experience. Yeah, yeah, of course. If they don't, it's ridiculous. That, that's money on the table right yeah. there. Um, uh, no, what was it? Oh. I, so Otis got
1: most of the offense in that match? He got a lot of it. It like they really made it look like, you know, Champa escaped by the skin of his teeth. It really did. And I like that. Yeah, well that's what they've been if you notice, that's what they've been doing a lot with Ciampa. He hasn't been dominating yeah. these wins. Which I like. I, yeah. I think that's good. And that it works good for him. And, you know, he's living the gimmick, even so much as not being in the video game.
2: <laughs> uh, well, I think it's a perfect segue here. And that is uh, another thing that happened actually today was uh, the WWE video came. Well, actually came out last night. Uh, but after NXT, WWE.com put out a video uh, where Undisputed Era is being interviewed and Nikki Cross interrupts. And she says, I have, we're forgetting the most important thing. I know who attacked Aleister Black. And then she giggles. Like she does, and then she runs off. Now I understand that you know her character. This is all I'm not being this is kayfabe here, but you know, like her character is not supposed to be the most stable individual. But it seems like this is where they're going to go to explain the story. You know that 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 she's the Maggie uh, of this whodunit scenario. The baby did it. Yeah, and
1: so uh, well, oh no, wait. no, Maggie is the one who did it in the other one. You're who- saying she's going to say, "I know who did it. It yeah. was me." You're thinking that's what happens? <laughs> that Well, no. You think this thing? Go that? I saw. Okay. So I, I don't tw- see I payoff. was going to post that because a lot of people, I
2: tweeted it. Uh, Who do you think did it? And there were like four like, people that most people thought it was. There was uh, a lot of people thought Nikki. I don't think it's going to be Nikki.
1: I don't see the payoff there. I don't
2: see the payoff there. A lot of people said Candace.
1: Again. Don't, don't see, the, see payoff. the
2: payoff there either. Um a lot of people said Johnny Gargano,
1: which you know would be like, "Oh, okay." But do I, you, like, like, you want to ha- see ha- no, a Johnny, Johnny Gargano heel turn? Uh, that's no. it no. Well, also, it's because like they, it's a, a it would be like, "Oh, of course," because you know they just had an issue before it happened. So it, there's the, the and we
2: saw him angrily walking yeah, in. Yeah. So
1: it's it wouldn't be that much of a reveal. It wouldn't be. It would be a reveal, but not that much of a reveal. Like. I mean, even people give people give this 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 segment all the shit in the world. And yes, as a whole, wasn't that great. But when they said fucking Rikishi ran Stone Cold Steve Austin over, I don't give a shit. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody guessed it was Rikishi. Not in a million years. The dude with a thong. Not in a million years. But it, but it, it threw me. It, I was like, oh, it got me interested. Unfortunately, they are just, you wait? Are you? Over here
2: praising
1: Rikishi being the driver? No. I'm praising the <laughs> supr- I'm praising the reveal. I'm praising the reveal because it threw me like I was like because I had to tune in. I had to. Because I was like, what? Why? Why would this happen? And then we'll find out. Like,
2: and the, then he said he did it for The Rock. And yeah, and then like, eventually unhappy. they were just
1: like, okay, well, we can't change it. So we should just say he's working for Triple H. We can, like we can't go back and erase that, what he said. So let's just say he was working. Because then it, it eventually got there. They had to go like this, but they eventually got there. And I and so if they want to go out of, like like fucking Otis did it like that <laughs> I was just gonna say if they want to go out of left field like that they would have
2: to go Otis yeah like Otis just, did it that'd be insane I would like okay so I, oh, the other one with Matt Riddle there was that was the fourth one which is also a terrible doesn't idea ma- which doesn't make any sense especially because c- clearly this cash's Ono stuff they're building up on TV is leading to Matt Riddle's debut since he keeps talking about. You know, whoever the next big thing that comes into NXT is that he's going to take him out. Obviously, he's talking about
1: Matt Riddle. That's the one person who's the most hyped person. They've worked together a million times. They're going to have a great match together. It'll be a great debut. And that's what we're going to get to see because it's TakeOver LA. Oh, that's right. Yeah.
2: It's the first TakeOver out here, right?
1: Yeah. I'm so excited for it.
2: Yeah. Well, there was a TakeOver in San Jose for WrestleMania. Because when they
1: started doing TakeOver, SummerSlam was in New York. Yes. Yes,
2: and well, there was the one at WrestleMania at San Jose, but down here. This yeah. is the first L.A. takeover, which I'm pumped for. I feel like their first L.A. Staples Center show they're going to have. They've never
1: really done a full weekend here Yeah, No.
2: This is going to be the first—well, yeah, the Survivor Series one is going to be the first one.
1: Yeah, because they've had events here, you know, Hell in a Cell, SummerSlam and whatnot, but not like the full like weekend, Yeah, the the destination yeah. event type thing.
2: Um, I, the person who I think it's going to be is Ciampa. I don't think it's going to be Gargano. It's going to be
1: Chompa. He's the heel. He was also they there. Don't think they're going to try to go some crazy explanation. Some, I mean, that's what I got to think because, like, I really just don't want it to be what everybody thinks it is. It's the same thing, like, how, spoiler alert, even though the movie's been out for a year and a half, two years now. When they're revealing, well, they still haven't revealed what who movie? it was—the uh, last Jedi or even the Force Awakens. Okay, that's when fair they're trying to reveal, like, reveal who Rey's parents were, you know, and everybody was like, "Oh, it's gonna be Luke Skywalker! It's gotta be Luke Skywalker!" and I was like. I don't want it to be Luke, and it's because, and I it's the same reason why I don't want it to be Champa. It's because it's like, oh, everybody knows everybody. It's like, it's like, oh, okay, of course it's Champa. Why else wouldn't it be? It's the same thing with Luke. It's like, of course it's Luke. Why who else would it be? It's, I, mean, it, I still kind of want it to be Luke. It's the cop out.
2: You don't want it to be Luke. No, I, I actually want it to be Obi Wan Kenobi's daughter. I do too. That's why. I, I like that's that's who who I low key want it to be. Because
1: my whole fan theory is that Obi Wan. We had to sit around on Tatooine for about 20, 25 years. Probably got into some strange. You know, the whole Jedi world – the Jedi Order is dead. You know, there's no more rules now. What's to stop that, you? That's
2: how I look at it too. Like he was just sitting around. Maybe we don't know that he was defending a family or whatever. Like, yeah, that 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 is 100% how I hope it goes too is that like – his? and then if they go that route, then it leads – uh, it opens the door for an Obi-Wan Kenobi solo movie, and yep. we find out what he was doing that whole time with Ewan McGregor and weird mocap shit with Alex, what, you know, whatever his name is. Like, that that would be dope. Yeah. That's what I want to see. This isn't Star Wars podcast. I think no, that actually... But I think people could, That actually think... just finished recording right before we were in here, though. Rule of Two, which can be found uh, <laughs> in the Collider Factory feed. Very good show where they do talk about lots of Star Wars. So I actually think their most recent episode was about this topic cuz I saw the the write up thing for it on on uh on social media so
1: you should go check that out but you see okay but that, but back to my point yeah. I don't want it to be Ciampa because it's a cop out to me it's there's it's the least amount of writing that a writing team would have to do
2: i just look at it as and I'm going to pull up the roster right now but i just feel like there's not a lot of other options out there that makes sense, really. Like, I get. I, I totally understand what you're saying. I, I, I completely understand that. I get, you know, it is the most technically... the mo- Technically, it's the most boring of, of, of all the options. Especially because of the wide net that they, you know, threw out there by filming this video where every single roster member was because basically... Because to team. me,
1: with Ciampa putting him on the shelf, you don't need the mystery. You just have him do it. But, like, okay... Just while we're talking here, I want you
2: to scroll through this roster. There's nobody else that really makes sense, like in there. Like Gargano's turn wouldn't make any sense. Candace, dark Candace who helps evil Johnny, like doesn't. No one wants to see that. Lars doesn't make sense to you. I mean, it makes sense, but like, do you want? To, is that is that is that more rewarding than it being the main event? scene and getting back to where Alistair Black's in the main event scene, because, you know, I do want to see Alistair Black in the main event again. Yeah, and I think he will be. It's I feel just, like that that takes him backwards, going against someone like that.
1: And, um, you know what, and even though I am looking at this, yeah, not a lot of people do make sense. I mean, maybe Kyle O'Reilly. Maybe. Um I mean, Undisputed Era were also close. Yeah. But he
2: already feuded with Undisputed
1: Era. Yes, and, um, Steve Cutler. Um, <laughs> he's not, it's not it's, he's definitely Steve Cutler. That <laughs> <laughs> um, damn Jackson Riker. Uh, but um, I don't think that this could very well be something that they don't know the answer to yet themselves. Because I don't think they knew who ran over Austin when they ran him over. Well, I think that, you know, I think that when they did the who
2: tacked Haneo uh, Atami thing in the parking lot, it was more like a. He's gonna be out for a long time. Like, we're not gonna have to answer this. Yeah, and then it's become one of those things where everyone's like, "Who attacked Hideo Tommy? You know, everyone always brings it up. Even when this happened, you know, Hideo Tommy quote tweeted it and said like that parking lot isn't safe or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, I think it was their way of kind of fixing that a little bit and being like, "Okay, no, we're gonna do one now because we know when he's coming back and it's not before he gets called up." So, I do think they wanted an easy payoff without possibly risking uh, Rikishi. Scenario where they pick someone outlandish and you know, and it gets to be like it something make- that people roll their eyes at the only thing I would be cool with like that is a main roster star who came back and did that for some Maybe, reason. Maybe,
1: and um, it depends on where I don't know much about him, but it doesn't seem like the direction they want to go with him just yet is Keith Lee, and that's the only other person that's a viable option.
2: That is the only other viable option. I agree with you because to be honest with you, I know Keith Lee is popular, people like him, I think he's a great wrestler. I could see him being better as
1: a heel, in my yeah. opinion. I just—I don't know enough about Keithley. I only know his face stuff. I don't know. Like, uh, uh, I just I, I feel, only feel like a guy looking...
2: his size would be better as like a bully, mean, tough guy, like a Vader type, very really great way a happy to bring... go lucky,
1: smiley guy. It would be a really great way to bring him in. Well, he's been on. T- he's been on the show already. Yes, he has. You're right, and, but I guess maybe into a better storyline. Yeah, story more because pro- he ha- he's been doing a lot of squashes, and they've had the the vignette. Yeah. Things
2: for them, which stuff I like, like the
1: vignettes. By the way, I like them. You know, I I don't love them. I like them because I just don't. It's it's not a it's not a. I'm breaking the door down and I'm gonna beat everybody up. It's not that same tired promo that everybody does. It's like I'm I believe in myself. Like I'm like I'm great. I know I am. And it's in a world where there's a lot of anxiety and self doubt in the world. I think that's dope. It's a great message. I, I agree really. with you. Yes. However, I do think that when you have a guy
2: who's telling you to bask in his glory and he's a good guy, it's
1: kind of confusing. I don't which think Which is why so. Bobby Roode is kind of confusing so. on the main roster. I don't, it's so similar to Bobby Roode's glory. It's thing. different. It's different. It's different. It's very different. And I'll tell you why. Because his glory is – when you look at him, it's almost the antithesis of what he's saying. When you look, when you think a glorious wrestler, you don't look at Keith Lee, and that's not the first one that comes to mind. Is not he's so, not. do you think that is that the message of his whole basket my glory thing? Is that he's so he doesn't look like an average wrestler, he doesn't look like 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 Aleister Black or freaking Chamaso Ciampa with shredded abs and shit like that. But he is still that guy, he's that guy who's just like, I'm the best, you know, like I'll I'm, be honest with you, Jamie. I've never liked the Basketball Glory
2: thing until you just described it that That's way. That's how I see it. And now I love it. That's how I see it. I think you just made me love the Basketball Because My I think Glory he
1: thing. knows that he's a little chubby, you know. Like, he's like he's definitely got a few pounds on him. He's definitely not the most attractive person on the roster. No offense to him whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, well, uh, I, hey, he's a he's pretty good looking dude. He's got a cute face. I, shit, I wouldn't be the most attractive face, guy on the cute, roster. You got a cute uh, face, dude. Don't worry, man. I th- I'm, but be that as it may. So, yeah, he's c- cute. You're cute. Be that as it may. <laughs> I think that I, I, that's how it was re, It was read to me. It's like, I'm great. I'm comfortable with myself. I'm glorious. Like, bask in me. Like, you guys should be along with, because it's. it's you know, I, I never looked at it that way. but that, That's how th- I see it.
2: If that's the vibe of it, I'm with it. Actually, I think I'm with it now. I think you've just turned me on the whole thing. So, good job, Jamie. Thank there you. There it is, man. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we are done here. We got to wrap things up. I got to start editing the show. Jamie, where can people find you at?
1: Uh, you could find me on Twitter at j a m i e underscore i o v i n e or on Instagram at j a m i e i o v i n e, and you could find me and my client Royce Isaacs this Saturday at the Championship Wrestling from Hollywood taping. Uh, we, like I said, it's this Saturday. Tickets are still available we are challenging um ray rosas for the tv title i like it i like it so and
2: then still nothing you can't say on um, the network thing yet i know when it's happening no, I, I know, know when you know i know it's too now just, but like you it, can't yeah, say it. it
1: no but and i and, what, and, and is there honest, a place they can follow when it when yeah, it does yes of course yes you can follow at network live that's n-t-w-r-k-l-i-v-e but let me just double check that it's not an underscore because i screw that one up all the time i don't think it is no it's not just n-t-w-r-k-l-i-v-e network live that's where we're going to post all our stuff and and to be honest with you, we, you probably won't even hear about it launching until maybe a couple days before it's because that's just how these things are.
2: Fair enough. All right. Well, you can find me. I'm at Ryan Satin on social media. The website, prowrestlingsheet.com. It's at Wrestling Sheet on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, if you're listening to uh, the audio of this, go check out our YouTube channel. That's where you can see the video of it. It's youtube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. You can find this show, you can find the recap shows, you can find videos that we do uh, with the news hits, lists, all sorts of different content on there. Uh, so please go subscribe, like the videos, uh, leave comments. It really does help us out a lot. It's youtube.com slash C slash wrestling sheet. And if you're watching via YouTube, go check out our audio feed as well. It's wrestling sheet radio and podcast one, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. Well, I shouldn't say wherever because I have noticed that it stopped uploading to certain ones. I'm working on figuring out why it's not on Stitcher, why it's not on Spotify. I'm only one man, though. I can only do so much work. I'm doing my best to figure it out. But uh, go subscribe on there. There's other shows besides this one. There's uh, the recap shows we do. There's uh, Top 5 with James and Kevin. This week they listed their Top 5 WWE six-man tag team matches. That's a mouthful to say. It was tough to say. Uh, But they have a top five list of six-man tag matches that occurred on WWE pay-per-views. It's a fun episode. Also, Best of the Rest comes out on Saturdays with uh, Aaron Turner, Rachel Sam Evans, where they talk about everything going on that didn't happen on Raw or SmackDown. Okay, that's it. We're done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, stay out of the dirt. Keep your eye on the sheet.